This is a Cincy fan talking with LP. You can catch me on Twitter. That's a Cincy fan talking. You say it like it sounds, just leave off the G. If you have ideas for the show, you can reach me at Cincy underscore fan talk at yahoo.com. If you have any suggestions for the show, make sure you leave them there. Who knows? You might find yourself as part of the show. Any feedback would be definitely appreciated. And also, make sure you hit the link tree page that's on my Twitter. Make sure you click on that. You can find all the different ways to contact me there. Enjoy the show. Hey, hey, everybody, what's good? Welcome to Cincinnati Fan Talk. It's LP here with you. Um, thanks again for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate it. Um, support's kind of sort of building for the podcast, so we want to kind of get that support way up. Again, I'm new to this. Uh, hopefully, this gets better and better as I, you know, go forth. Definitely expect it to. And I'm just here to talk with you about Cincinnati sports, you know, sports from a Cincinnati perspective. Again, if you want to kind of chat it up a little bit, you can hit me on social media. You can hit me on Twitter. That's Cincy underscore fan talk. You can also leave me a voice message. Um, Definitely let me know what you're thinking about what I talked about, anything that you would like to talk about. Always willing to chat, you know, positive, negative. Uh, Definitely keep it positive. But whether you agree or disagree really doesn't matter to me. I'm just here for the talk. Um, We're going to make this a basketball-type podcast this time around. Been talking about football a lot, talked about baseball a little bit. But I want to kind of talk about basketball. Basketball is a sport I really, truly care about. Um, the, The basketball landscape here in Cincinnati is more college, you know, since we don't have a pro team. But I wanted to talk about a pro team a little bit that may be headed to Cincinnati. Um, the The rumors around here is that uh, a G League franchise, uh, we're looking to get a G League franchise. Um, that's the plan anyway. Um, the Denver Nuggets um, don't have a G League um, team right now. So the talk is that maybe Cincinnati is in the running to get a team here, you know, a G League team. What I'm thinking is us getting a team here hinges on two things. One, where do you put the team to get the best draw? And two, would a G League team actually draw in Cincinnati where you would have a lot of competition for, you know, butts in the seats? So the first thing to me is more important than the second thing. You know, as far as getting fans to come out, I don't think that would be as tough as some people think it would be. Um, As long as that uh, franchise that would be here plans to be here for a while and they take roots in the community, as far as doing community projects, as far as being out in the schools, 
we tend to gravitate here in Cincinnati towards those minor league teams. The Cincinnati Cyclones have been here forever, and they draw pretty well. And you can see people wearing Cincinnati Cyclones gear. I mean, you actually see it more than you would think for a minor league franchise. They've been here for a while. Um, you can see them out and about in the community. And, you know, the I'm definitely not the average hockey fan. You won't hear me talking about hockey a lot, um, if at all. But I know about the Cincinnati Cyclones. I've been to a few Cincinnati Cyclones games. It's a cheap ticket. You get banged for your buck. And it's a franchise that really seems to care about being here in Cincinnati. If we got a G League franchise, as long as they took the steps that the Cincinnati Cyclones did in order to keep their fan base, you know, kind of tight, I don't feel like it would be an impossible stretch to get 2,000, 2,500 fans into the arena to see whatever G League franchises here play. The problem is, where do they play? And I feel like that's going to be the biggest hurdle in enticing a franchise to come here. And when you think about it, a G League franchise would be a really big deal because that's that's not too far from the NBA. And we're going to have a lot of different um, soon-to-be stars on teams here if we got a franchise. So it would be a big deal. The problem is, where do they play? Right now, Heritage Bank Arena, not really going to be a good draw. Um, formerly the Crown, formerly Riverfront Coliseum, formerly U.S. Bank Arena. Anyway you want to rebrand it, the place is over 40 years old. It's not going to work out for somebody long term. It definitely needs an overhaul. The problem is nobody sees one coming. And if you're not going to get that overhaul, it's going to be tough to draw a major league franchise. And even though the G League is minor, it's coming as a part of the NBA, which is definitely major. We've been losing out on a lot of different events because of the fact that Heritage Bank Arena isn't what it should be. We actually lost out on the NCAA tournaments first and second rounds in the near future because a plan's not in place to get Heritage Bank Arena up to snuff. And there are a lot of different places that a G League franchise could take roots in other than Cincinnati. In our immediate region, as a matter of fact, um, you can actually look down the road at a place like Louisville, which is basketball crazy. It's a city a lot like ours, except that they have more of a population, and most importantly, KFC Yum Arena, KFC Yum Center, sorry about that, is right there, right downtown, major league arena that really only has the Louisville Cardinals basketball team there. So they could use another tenant, and if you're comparing KFC Yum Center to Heritage Bank Arena, it's not really a comparison. KFC Yum's going to win every time. So... And that's just looking down the road. If you look up the road at a place like Columbus, they already have major league franchises like the Columbus Blue Jackets. And they have not only one, but they have two arenas. They have the Schottenstein Center, which is major. It may be a little bit older, but it's a major league place to play. And they also have Nationwide Arena, 
which is right there. Um, not really sure if Nationwide Arena would be the exact place for a minor league franchise, but it's an option. It's right downtown. It's super convenient to get to, whereas you have a place like Heritage Bank Arena, which is holding back the entire economic value of the downtown area. So where would they play? For my money, I'm thinking Santa Center would be the best move. Um, it's close enough to downtown, and they hold major events all of the time. They hold graduations. They have Xavier already there. There's a lot of different things going on at Santos already. So for me, I think that's the move. Maybe Fifth Third Arena because, you know, it's close as well. But there's a lot going on there on a regular basis. It's pretty congested. Whereas you have a place like Santos Center, it's a little bit more open. It's easier to access. The parking's really good. So I would say Santos Center for a little while and definitely get Heritage Bank Arena, at least have a plan for it. Because we're losing events and we're losing a we're losing a lot of economic revenue because it's not where it should be. But I think it would be a really good look for us to have a franchise like that here. So what we need to do is kind of let people know that hey, we're in the running for that. We would like to be in the running for that. So what do we need to do to get it done? I know a lot of people would love to see something like that here. And it would kind of help us get a little bit closer to being that major league city that we feel like in Cincinnati, that's what we want to be. So that's kind of my take on it. And as always, um, if you have a take, you can hit me at Cincy underscore fan talk and we can kind of talk about it. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. This is Cincinnati fan talk. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cincy Fan Talk. It's LP here with you, um, talking about basketball. And we're going to get into a little bit of Xavier and UC talk. Uh, For me, um, I'm an Ohio State graduate, but I've always been a Xavier and UC fan. And anybody from Cincinnati who's not there now probably can attest to the fact that no matter what you did, you know, after you graduated from high school or whatever, maybe you left the area and came back or something like that, you always have a little place in your heart for UC and Xavier basketball. Um, I've always been a fan of both teams, even though I'm an Ohio State grad, just based on the fact that for a very long time in our city, these were the two most successful teams that we had. You know, the Reds were down for a little bit. They were up and down. But once they got to the playoffs, you know, they kind of ran up into a little bit of bad luck. The Bengals were down for a very long time in the 90s and the early 2000s, you know, until the mid-2000s. So we could count on a consistent UC and Xavier product. You know, maybe they wouldn't get the national championships, but you could follow their season and you could see success. And it gave you a little bit of hope like, 
hey, you know, we have some good squads here in Cincinnati that can compete. So I've always been a UC fan. I've always been a Xavier fan. During the Crosstown shootout, me, myself, I really can't choose. I just watch the game, and I hope for a really good game. That's pretty much what I hope for. But when either one of these teams are playing, I'm following them. And for me, it looks like even though they're different teams, they're really headed down the same path. As far as UC, I just watched them lose to Memphis tonight. They were in the game for long stretches. They were out of the game for a little bit. They ran into some horrible, horrible officiating. I mean, it was ridiculous some of the fouls that weren't called for UC. But for me, it looks like UC is on a path to being really good in a year or two. I don't think this is going to be their year because it's really hard for a new coach to come in with players that aren't really his players that he kind of inherited and to get them to a place where they're like really successful, you know, 19, 20 wins. That's really tough to do in your first year. It's really all about buy-in, especially in basketball because you don't have as many players as you do in football or in baseball, you really only have five players on the court at a time. So getting them to buy in to the coach's system is the most important thing to do. It's also something that can't happen in one year. It's almost impossible unless you're talking about elite-level talent. Um, UC doesn't necessarily have elite-level talent. They maybe have like one, two players that are elite at this point. So it's really about them playing together. They aren't doing that yet. But I don't think it's really their fault. It's more about them not knowing the system. And in conference play, the system is the most important thing to have. You can kind of look at UC and you can see that it's not there yet. But there there are stretches in the game where you can see them buying in. Me personally... I would be really happy if they made it to the NCAA tournament, but I would feel even better if they made it to the NIT and got themselves like a two or three seed in the NIT. It would give them more games in a tournament atmosphere. And on top of that, they would still be practicing. This would really help the young players a lot. It would really be a messed up thing for somebody like Jaron Cumberland because he really deserves one more year to make the NCAA tournament. So I would kind of feel bad for him. But overall, as like a team rebuilding, which is what UC is doing, and I know we're not used to saying that for UC, you know, they're in a rebuilding phase, but they kind of sort of are. And as a rebuilding team, what you want are games in pressure situations. I feel like they could get more games in the NIT because they have a squad that can, when they're focused, beat other NIT type teams. I don't think they're going to be as good against teams that are a little bit better than them because they just don't have the offensive talent that they have for the past couple of years. I know Cumberland kind of overshadowed that and made it look like he was the only one, but they had a lot of different pieces around him whereas this year they really don't. It's going to be a it's going to be a rebuilding process. And we're not really used to that for UC, but that's what it is. I feel like if we're patient, we'll see the run-and-gun style that Brandon 
brings from NKU, but we can't really see that yet because he doesn't have the talent. It's a little bit different for Xavier, but it's not that different. A lot of people probably think it is different because Xavier has more talent, but Xavier has a lot of talent and they're still learning a new system. And I don't think people give Travis Steele credit for the type of system that he's putting in. You know, his system looks pretty complex. And I don't think that Marshall and Scruggs and Gooden really, I I think they've bought in, but I don't think they're running the system that Travis Steele wants to run in the right way. And their main problem isn't really their fault. They play in the Big East, whereas UC plays in the uh, in an American where their schedule won't necessarily be as difficult with Xavier playing in the Big East they're they're gonna have a war every single night I mean you look at a team like DePaul DePaul could go to the American Conference and probably be a third or fourth place team but here in the Big East it's a lot more difficult so Xavier's playing teams like DePaul they're playing teams like Marquette. They're playing teams like Seton Hall, Providence. They're going to have battles every single night. So even though their record might not look as good as UC's, they're still kind of sort of fighting the same battles. I feel like both of these teams are going to be okay. They're going to be more than okay in the next couple of years. They're going to bring us some really good teams here in the Cincinnati area. As fans, what we have to understand is the rebuild for both teams is a real thing. And their conference opponents are going to see that they're in a rebuild and they're going to kind of beat them up a little bit because Xavier and UC have been pretty dominant in their conferences. Xavier not as dominant because they're playing better competition, but they're both going to have their ups and downs for the rest of this year. I mean, they just are. We just have to kind of accept that. Hopefully, they can come out on the other side and come out as really good teams. And I feel like they both will. Um, I'm personally excited to see what UC and Xavier does for the rest of this season. Um, for Xavier, I'm hoping that they don't get run down from playing players like Marcus Howard like all year because it's going to be tough for them. They just need to understand that, stay focused, Take your lumps now, and you're going to be a lot better. And it's the same for UC. UC is a lot younger, so they may not understand this as much. But hopefully us as fans can kind of, you know, ride the wave a little bit and see them come out on top. Um, I'm guessing probably next year or maybe the year after. I don't think this is going to be their year this year. But, I mean, I feel like that's what the NIT is for. So, um, that's it for me. I'm going to go ahead and head on out. Um, please subscribe. Please follow the podcast. And if you catch me on Twitter, you can catch me on Cincy underscore fan talk. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Um, this is LP signing out. Have a great one here on Cincinnati fan talk. If you're not ready for the conversation to end, I'm not either. 
Make sure to catch me on Twitter. That's the Sensi Fan Talking. Leave off the G at the end of it, and we can keep the conversation going. Also, don't be afraid to hit that subscribe button so you can catch the next episodes. The episodes will drop every Tuesday. If there's a change in that, I'll make sure to let you know. Appreciate the support. As always, life is good. Thank you.